Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of Lent, a 40-day season of the church year when we focus on repentance, reflection, and renewal of our spiritual lives. Lent is a time of preparation for the celebration of the central mystery of our faith, the crucifixion and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. During Lent, we are brought anew to the gift of our baptism, where we were joined to Christ and to his death and resurrection. Our Wednesday Lenten series this year has the theme, Seeking a Living Faith in a Troubled World, Remembering Who We Are. As the body of Christ, we are beloved, chosen, blessed, broken, and given for the healing of our community, country, and world. Please join in our worship broadcast each week during Lenten season on Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock via Facebook Live, phone-in, or streaming. As we enter into worship now, I invite you to center your hearts in God as we prepare to confess our sin and hear the promise of God's forgiveness. Brothers and sisters, hear the exhortation for Ash Wednesday. God created us to experience joy and communion with him, to love all people, and to live in harmony with all his creation. But sin separates us from God, our neighbors, and creation, and so we do not enjoy the life our Creator intended for us. Also, by our sin, we bring sadness to our Heavenly Father, who does not desire us to come under his judgment, but to turn to him and live. As disciples of the Lord Jesus, we are called to struggle against everything that leads us away from love of God and neighbor. Repentance, fasting, prayer, works of love, the disciplines of Lent help us to wage our spiritual warfare. I invite you now to commit yourselves to this struggle. Confess your sins, asking our Father for strength to persevere in the Lenten discipline. Most holy and merciful Father, we confess to you and to one another and to the whole communion of saints in heaven and on earth that we have sinned by our own fault in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart, mind, and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven. Have mercy on us, Lord. We have been deaf to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ. We have grieved your Holy Spirit. Have mercy on us, Lord. We confess to you, Lord, all our past unfaithfulness, the pride, hypocrisy, and patience in our lives, our self-indulgent appetites and ways, and our exploitation of other people, we confess to you, Lord. Our anger in our own frustration and our envy of those more fortunate than ourselves, we confess to you, Lord. Our intemperate love of worldly goods and comforts and our dishonesty in daily life and work, we confess to you, Lord. Our negligence in prayer and worship and our failure to commend the faith that is in us, we confess to you, Lord. Accept our repentance, Lord, for the wrongs we have done, for our blindness to human need and suffering, in our indifference to injustice and cruelty. 
for all false judgments, for uncharitable thoughts toward our neighbors, and for our prejudice and contempt toward those who differ from us. Accept our repentance, Lord. Restore us, good Lord, and let your anger depart from us. Hear us, Lord, for your mercy is great. Amen. And the psalm for this Ash Wednesday from Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my offenses and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are justified when you speak and write in your judgment. Indeed, I was born steeped in wickedness, a sinner from my mother's womb. Indeed, you delight in truth deep within me and would have me know wisdom deep within. Remove my sins with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be purer than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my wickedness. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. And I invite you now, as a sign of God's love for you, his steadfast love for you, given in baptism when you were joined to Jesus Christ in his death and resurrection and marked with the cross of Christ forever. I invite you to make the sign of the cross. You may make the sign of the cross on your forehead in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This Ash Wednesday tradition reminds us that we are dust and unto dust we shall return. And it reminds us too that we have been joined to Christ's body. This body, the death and resurrection of Christ, live in us. And so we are joined to Christ and his everlasting love for us. We are assured that our sins are forgiven. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, out of love and mercy, you breathed into dust the breath of life creating us to serve you and our neighbors. Call forth our prayers and acts of kindness and strengthen us to face our mortality with confidence in the mercy of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our scripture reading this evening is taken from Ephesians I'm going to read uh, some verses from the second chapter, the fourth chapter, and a couple verses from the fifth chapter. Starting at verse 13 in the second chapter, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. In his flesh he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall that is the hostility between us. He has abolished the law with its commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of the two, thus making peace, 
and might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death the hostility through it. So he came and proclaimed peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. For through him both of us have access to in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. And then from the fourth chapter, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. So, put away falsehood and let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. And therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and live in hope, live in love, as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Here ends the reading. Among the different images that Paul uses in his letter to describe the church, his various letters, the body of Christ is a key image that comes through in a number of Paul's letters. Paul writes using this image to more than one church, but he always uses the image with the purpose of building up the body of Christ, the church. From 1 Corinthians, for example, he writes, There are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor the head to the feet, I have no need of you. The churches that Paul helped in his ministry, were made up of people who had a tendency to point at each other's faults and weaknesses, and then petty bickering led to people dividing themselves into one kind of splinter group or another. Paul was continually, passionately working for the unity of the church, which is based on being joined together in Christ in one body. In humility, as a prisoner in the Lord, Paul calls for humble unity to be lived out by the followers of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, 26, If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. This is the new body that Christ has fashioned us into through his suffering, death, and resurrection. The church is multicolored, multi-tongued, diverse, and united. A united family that receives its identity as a unity in diversity. This is 
in contrast to the world of wedge politics, basing its powers on prideful fragmentation and division. The identity of Christ Church is based on one spirit, one hope, one faith, one baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Eugene Peterson writes about how his growing up years in Kalispell, Montana, taught him about the nature of Christ's body, the church. He learned in his father's butcher shop across Main Street from the Silver Star Cafe. The butcher shop is where his father introduced him to the world of the church, which would later become his workplace as a pastor. His family was active in church, but he learned the meaning of church as his father lived that out in his butcher shop. Eugene Peterson writes, the people who came into our butcher shop were not just customers, something else defined them. It always seemed more like a congregation than a store. My father had an easy smile and was always gracious, especially with the occasional disagreeable ones. Alicia Conrad, who was always fussy about the leanness of the bacon. Gus Anderson, who had my dad trim off any excess fat from a steak before weighing it. He gave people dignity by the tone and manner of his greeting. Two blocks away on a side street, there was a brothel. There was always a good bit of talk on the street about this place, but not in our store. When these women entered our premises, they were treated with dignity of their Christian names. I remember three of them, Mary, Grace, and Veronica. When they left with their purchases, there was no gossiping, no gossipy moralism trailing in their wake. They were in a safe place. I am quite sure now that the way I, as a pastor, came to understand the church had its beginnings at my father's butcher shop. Congregation is composed of people who, upon entering a church, leave behind what people on the street name or call them. A church can never be reduced to a place where goods and services are exchanged. It must never be a place where a person is labeled. It can never be a place where gossip is perpetuated. Before anything else, it is a place where a person is named and greeted, whether implicitly or explicitly, in Jesus' name. A place where dignity is conferred. Words of Eugene Peterson. As we enter Lent on Ash Wednesday, this time for self-examination, for self-reflection as the body of Christ, we confess to the Lord Jesus all of our past unfaithfulness, the pride, hypocrisy, the impatience in our lives, all the false judgments, all the uncharitable thoughts toward our neighbors, our prejudice, our contempt toward those who differ from us. We come with such honesty and humility because we who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. He is our peace. We who deserved to be labeled are loved. We are loved as brothers and sisters, forgiven. Jesus Christ has made us members of the household of God. 
We belong. We belong to a holy community. In Jesus Christ, we are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. So remember, you are the body of Christ, and through you, Jesus intends to bring dignity and unity to all people. Amen. The words of the hymn, praise and thanks and adoration, Son of God, we give. For you chose to serve creation, died that Adam's heirs might live. Dear Lord Jesus, guide my way, faithful let me day by day. Follow where your steps are leading. Find adventure, joys exceeding. Hold me ever in your keeping, comfort me in pain and strife. Through my laughter and my weeping, lift me to a nobler life. Draw my fervent love to you, constant hope and faith renew. In your birth, your life and passion, in your death and resurrection. On my heart imprint your image, blessed Jesus, King of grace, that life's troubles nor its pleasures ever may your work erase. Let the clear inscription be, Jesus crucified for me, is my life, my hope's foundation, all my glory and salvation. I invite you to join now in prayer. We give you thanks for this day, especially the good we were permitted to give and to receive. The day is now past. We commit it to you, O Lord. We entrust to you the night. We rest in certainty, for you are our help, and you neither slumber nor sleep. And now we pray with prayer, with confidence, the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We give thanks on this Ash Wednesday for the promise of God's forgiveness and love that is steadfast and everlasting in Jesus Christ. We give thanks for all of God's gifts. Thank you for the gifts that you share with United Lutheran Church for the ministry and mission of our congregation. May God bless you in your stewardship of all the gifts that God has entrusted to you. The words of the Offertory Song, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Take not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with your free spirit. Be present, merciful God, and protect us through the hours of this night, so that we who are wearied by the changes and chances of life may find rest in you. 
guide us sleeping, that awake we may watch with Christ, and asleep we may rest in peace. The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and Amen.